0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, October 4th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini.
1: And I'm culture trader Ashley Steves. Ashley,
0: we, we are recording at um, a little after nine on Sunday because we have been waiting patiently almost for as long as the queens mm. themselves, um, <laughs> yeah, perhaps not so patiently, for reviews to come in for six that officially opened on Broadway on Sunday night. However... It's about 9.15 now, and we've only got two. So we're gonna do our normal intro here. We're gonna talk about the six reviews that we have. You are going to be monitoring the interwebs while we go through the show. And if anything else comes up, we'll get to the rest of the reviews at the end of the episode. But before we get into that, we wanna let everybody know about some of the great stuff that we had in the podcast feed over the weekend. We My and Grace's interview with uh, Keone and Mari Madrid, who are currently uh, in the off-Broadway dance Beyond Babel, which they also choreographed and directed. Um,
1: dancicle i like dance, it. that's
0: what they called it. it it's a dance theater thing there's there's no singing um but there is a little bit of dialogue and it's a basically a modern dance interpretation of romeo and juliet mm, starring mm-hmm. the real life married couple after they finish up that show the very next week they start rehearsals uh, as the choreographers and directors for the Britney Spears musical Once Upon a One More Time uh, that'll premiere in Washington, gotta, D.C. later this got fall. You got it without
1: singing it. I know,
0: I've been practicing. Um, but then they will also be the choreographers for the Karate Kid musical, which will make its uh, world premiere in the spring in St. Louis. So Grace and I had a fantastic conversation with them. That is in awesome. both our Patreon and regular feed. Then on Sunday, uh, James, Peter, and Michael talked about their post-Tony Awards thoughts, also talked a little bit about the Broadway flea market since they recorded beforehand. um, Mm -hmm. So you can get that episode in the podcast feed as well. Then of course on Monday, Ashley, over on Patreon at patreon.com slash Broadway radio, we will finally be dropping our review roundtable episode of Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, the thoughts were a little bit less enthusiastic than I anticipated them to be from all three of us, I think.
1: Mm I don't know. Oh, I, I kind of went in and assuming that because it was a show that we weren't overly familiar with and hadn't seen and hasn't been on Broadway, I kind of expected it to be more muted, especially as we know that Grace despises British people. So Yeah,
0: we didn't get into that. Why did we not
1: <laughs> to ask her
0: about her bias against British yeah, people? That was we true. should have.
1: We dropped the we, ball there. We messed up. We messed up. Yeah.
0: Yes, we did. Anyway, <laughs> let's get in. To the breaking news at hand, and that is that six, the show that was supposed to open the day that Broadway shut down in 2020, has a fi- has finally finished its journey to the Great White Way and is officially open. The show, of course, um, is a hugely anticipated Uh, Transfer from the UK. It features a book by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, who also wrote the music and lyrics. Lucy Moss is the co-director with Jamie Armitage. Lucy Moss becomes, I believe, the youngest youngest female director in Broadway history. Mm -hmm. Um, And the show... Um features, for the most part, at least before they came to Broadway, almost a, a, a complete cast of little to unknown stars, perhaps with the exception of Abby Mueller, who mm-hmm. is Jesse's sister, led the, the tour of Beautiful and was also in Kinky Boots on Broadway for a while. Adriana Hicks was fairly well known um, as well. But no big stars, which is what I thought they should have done, at least got some Broadway names. Uh, But when I saw the first preview back in February of 2020, they were right. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And Frank, yeah, I'm very happy to admit that Um, Frank Rizzo reviewing the show for Variety said, quote, this fast paced show, it's just 80 minutes long places these Old Spice girls, which I guess, you know, centuries old, in a competitive pop, pop rock concert with the wife who is judged as having suffered the most to be elevated to lead singer. It may not be much of a compensation for their for their pains, especially for those who have literally been placed on the chopping block. But for theater goers, this show is as sharp and shiny as a sequined stilettoed heel and couldn't have come at a better time. There's the spirit lifting energy of an arena a concert the humor and sass of a special sisterhood and a ton of biographical exposition easily received in rap and snap and which might evoke another recent historical musical and then he goes on to talk about uh some of the similarities to hamilton um Mm -hmm. but a fairly positive review from frank there the review from Matt Windman in AM New York, not as positive, but not bad. Uh, notwithstanding the dynamic s- score, Six is weighed down by a labored book which is built around a flimsy setup and banal banter, bargain basement, scenic design, and clunky dance choreography. That being said, Six, which was highly anticipated before the shutdown, still has the makings of a solid hit. The history meets contemporary pop concepts certainly worked out well for a little show called Hamilton. You don't have to compare it to everything to Hamilton, guys. And and it is easy to imagine six Christ appealing to teen Ada. girls, history buffs, and many others. I have to say, I disagree with almost everything Matt said here in terms mm. of the, the flimsy setup and banal banter. The f- Once you see yeah. the show, and I'm not going to spoil it. Have you seen it, Ashley?
1: I haven't. Okay. Um, and I even on the surface level of knowing what the show is and, you know, having seen some stuff from it. I disagree with that review, but you the, have seen it, so have, I'm more the, interested what you have to say.
0: I'm not going to spoil anything because I want people to see the show, but the flimsy setup is kind of the point. Um, mm-hmm. The banal, and, and so is the banal banter. I don't think the banter was banal, but I think. Once you see the whole thing, it puts some context into everything that comes before the bargain basement scenic design. Like it looked like an arena show to me. Um, I didn't have a problem with any of that. I didn't have a problem with the choreography. I enjoyed thoroughly everything about it. I think the cast, Adriana Hicks, Andrea uh, Macassett, Brittany Mack, Abby Mueller, Samantha Pauly, and Anna Uzeli are fantastic. I thought everything about it was great. And including the 80 minute runtime was spectacular. (laughs) And is it, is it the the deepest show? No, it's not trying to be, is it? I was gonna
1: say it's not supposed to be.
0: No, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be, I guess, bubblegum, which might be considered an insult, but it, it's not. Sure. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be something enjoyable um, that actually hit me more than I anticipated towards the end of the show. So I, I right. think that that there's a lot more to this than some people are going to give it credit for. And I hope that some of these other reviews actually give it that credit, uh, because to me, it had a much deeper message than what these two reviews, and perhaps they were trying not to spoil things as well, um, gave it. But I I actually thought it was a fairly effective piece of storytelling um, Mm -hmm. without actually trying to tell too much of the stories, like the actual real-life stories of these historical figures.
1: Yeah, I mean, even having not seen it, so I I can't like speak on the actual book or anything. But I mean, in talking about it being you know the language of it being flimsy and banal like it's supposed to be like a girl group pop show it's not supposed to be like the deepest thing you'll see on stage this season um so it's really weird to kind of approach it from that way and kind of like a way that only a middle-aged man, straight man, can do from that review, I'm sure. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and- it's it's an odd it's an odd review. I, it, that's kind of one of those reviews and I hate to be like, oh, it missed the point. But it that seems like it really missed the point.
0: And I wonder how much the comparisons to Hamilton impact the reviews. Oh my god, it's
1: so exhausting. But
0: I mean, it it makes sense. Modern music telling a historical story from centuries ago, but they're two completely different styles of storytelling. Like, this is not meant to be a huge historical epic um, like Hamilton is. Like, you know, Hamilton is much closer to, like, a Les Mis than it is to a Six, despite the similarities in the style of music that they use to tell their story. And I wonder if if people go in thinking, Oh, this is like the next Hamilton that they might be thinking this way because it's not the same thing. These aren't trying to do the same things. Yeah. Yeah. So I I wonder if that influences not only audiences, but critics. But if you go in thinking that this is going to be a fun concert, y um, feel good thing, I think you're going to have a tremendously good time. And I, I said it last week, um, or, and maybe even on our Tony's episode, like, I don't I, I've i kind of thought about it a little bit more. I'm not sure if this would have won best musical because I think the reviews yeah. for Girl from the North Country were really good. And the middle aged white people tend to agree with the the middle aged white people who do the yeah, reviews. That. So um, maybe it wouldn't have. I think it should have. Let me say that. Mm. I think six should have won best musical last year if the season had. Carried out. So So uh, what
1: happens in the actual season uh, for the not Hamilton, Hamilton musical, I guess it's more like bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson meets cats only good. So
0: yeah, I don't see a comparison to cats. So please God don't (laughs) do that. Um, (laughs) I say
1: this as an avid detestee of cats and I'm still I'm still giving it a little bit of no, cats but I understand
0: what you're saying We're with the cats because it's the, ball. And, yeah <laughs> I mean everybody gets their own little solo song and I get what you're saying I get what you're saying mm-hmm, um, yeah. and it's a competition too and they're so. British Yeah, oh, there you go that's really what mm. it is even though everybody in the cast is American so no
1: British. Yeah. Well, whoops
0: anyway <laughs> Ashley after all of the goodness talking about the six reviews we have to talk about some bad news and unfortunately that starts With the fact that on Friday, which was three days after Aladdin returned to Broadway, two days after they had to cancel a performance, and one day after they returned to performances, Disney announced that the production would be shutting down all the way until Tuesday, October 10th, due to additional breakthrough cases of COVID-19 in the company. Their statement read, quote, although negative PCR testing allowed us to move safely forward with last night's performance of Aladdin at the New Amsterdam Theater, additional breakthrough COVID-19 cases were detected within the company today. Because the wellness and safety of our guests, cast and crew remain our top priority, we feel the prudent decision is to cancel performances starting tonight, Friday, October 1st through Sunday, October 10th. Our next planned performance is Tuesday, October 12th at 7 p.m. The epidemiologist working with Disney Theatrical, Dr. Blythe Adamson, said that she believes that all of the cases can be traced back to a single exposure to a positive case Mm. uh, and that the 12 day shutdown should give the company enough time to recover, including anybody who has a breakthrough case. Um, that is uh, diagnosed in the meantime. Uh, Tangentially, Ashley, the Broadway League announced on Friday that they have extended their vaccine and and mask requirements uh, for audience Mm -hmm. members through the end of the year. Um, You know, I feel bad. Yeah, that's a good thing, uh, the League doing something good. Uh, I feel Mm -hmm. bad for the Aladdin folks because obviously um, they're the only ones that's really had to deal with these issues, and it's just kind of dumb luck at this point. Um, So I'm hoping that everybody um, gets healthy, stays healthy. Hopefully, since these are all breakthrough cases, nobody is is seriously ill Mm -hmm. and uh, they can get back to uh, uh, to flying on magic carpets and exploring whole new worlds uh, a week from tomorrow.
1: Exactly. All of that and more. Yeah, it is frustrating. It is kind of weird that it's all coming from one show at the moment. Um, But, you know, contact tracing and it seems like it's really zeroed in on one one person or one case for that matter. So that's that's kind of the best situation that we can ask for at the moment.
0: All right, Ashley, let's take a real quick break from the news to talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. I want you to imagine a world, Ashley, in which you mm. don't have to worry about credit card debt. You don't have to worry about high interest loans and making absorbent payments every single month. While that might seem like a (laughs) fantasy, With Upstart, you can actually start to make it a reality by paying off your existing debt quickly and easily to get back to living the financial life that you've always wanted.
1: God, the thrill that that just brought me. I (laughs) can't even, can't even describe it. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan. It is all online. And whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly monthly payment with a clear payoff date. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, your current employment, your credit history, and they find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between 1000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan.
0: Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway.
1: That's upstart, upstart, dot com slash broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you.
0: Loan amounts will be determined based on credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application.
1: Once more, go to upstart.com slash broadway.
0: All right, Ashley, let's real quick talk about the shows that are going to be returning to Broadway this week. To Kill a Mockingbird returns to performances at the Schubert Theater on October 5th. And after a delay due to Ruben Santiago Hudson's back injury, Lackawanna Blues will officially open on the 7th, which is Thursday. The same night, Freestyle Love Supreme, Supreme, Supreme (laughs) will be returning to Broadway. uh, That is, again, October 7th. Because this is a return engagement, I don't think we're doing a preview opening situation there. Same thing with Tina, the Tina Turner musical, which will be turning to Broadway on Friday the 8th. And this is an actual first preview because Caroline Orchange did not get to have a chance to start performances back in yeah. 2020. But Sharon D. Clark and the crew will be back uh, on Friday, October 8th. Show that I'm very, very excited to see next very month. So, All right, Ashley, getting back into the news, I am going to go out on a limb. Ooh. And assume that you are a fan of the television show Killing Eve. Would that be correct?
1: Oh, I am a big fan of that subtextually gay show. Yes, thank <laughs> you. I figured you
0: would be. <laughs> um, so this story will be of interest to you as it was reported Ooh, last week by the Daily Mail's Bama boy that Emmy winner Jodie Cromer will be making mm-hmm. her West End debut in the new play Prima Facia by playwright Susie Miller. The show is about a lawyer, played by Cromer, who has made her career defending men accused of sexual assault, often by blaming the victim. But then she actually becomes the victim of a sexual assault herself uh, yeah. and has to face the system that she has been manipulating for years. Uh, the show will begin performances at the Harold Pinter Theater on April 15th. Nice. Next up in... Also, very uh, gay, gay friendly news. Um,
1: gay, just gay news. Not gay friendly, it's gay.
0: Deadline reported that the iconic Ming-Na Wen and Missy Pyle will appear in a new jukebox movie musical called Glitter and Doom featuring the music of the Indigo Girls. Gay. The film is described as an LGBTQIA plus fantastical summer romance the film will star, um, inter- they call them in the Deadline article, international find. So, so I guess they're international actors mm-hmm. who are not well known. Alex Diaz and Alan Kamish, as the aforementioned Glitter and Doom, which kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Schmiga and Doom. I was um, going to say that. <laughs> anyway, um, in addition to Ming-Na Wen and Missy Pyle, the, the film will also feature um, gay icons Leah Delaria and Tig Notaro. Oh, love
1: it. <laughs>
0: the film what is, a
1: time. I don't
0: know. <laughs> the film is current shooting in Mexico City uh, Ashley your Dreamy. favorite your end of, end of uh, your favorite Indigo Girls song
1: oh god uh I don't know honestly I don't know that I have a favorite because it's one Indigo Girls for me I listen to because I am a card carrying bisexual um but it's also kind of like a playlist that happens.
0: That's fair. Uh,
1: of, of other very gay songs.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I have actually, believe it or not, seen the Indigo Girls in concert.
1: Love it. Uh,
0: either my freshman or sophomore year of college, my girlfriend at the time who is a heterosexual stilled, in case mm. you were wondering. She's a saying? big Indigo Girls fan. Her and her best friend, they were singers. They did a really impressive acapella version of Least Complicated um, with really cool harmonies. So um, that's always kind of been one that, that I love, but I do love Me Some Indigo Girls. The
1: problem is like Closer to Fine is the cliche answer. Yes, of but I is. love Closer to Fine yeah. so much. It's exactly. on like every single playlist that I have. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't want to answer Closer to Fine, but it kind uh, no of- shame. It, Kind of this.
0: No yeah. shame. Um, Finally, in this section, Broadway and HSM colon TM colon TS alum Tim Federley has been tapped to make his directorial debut. If you can figure out what that was. Uh, oh, congratulations. Um, <laughs> he's been made. He's going to make his directorial debut with the long awaited third installment in the Sister Act movie franchise. Uh, Matt Hurry Shakar will be penning the script while will Goldberg. Will return as Dolores Van Cartier. Awesome. This is a Disney film, but we don't really know right now if this is going to be released in theaters or directly on Disney Plus. Uh, but we will see. But congratulations to Tim, who's kind of started out as a uh, a, a Broadway ensemble person, then yeah. graduated into a novelist and a book writer for uh, for Tuck Everlasting on Broadway, and then of course mm-hmm. all the success with High School Musical on Disney Very Plus cool. as well. Very cool. All right. So it looks like we have at least one other review. And this is from a middle-aged white man who is not a heterosexual. So so I I think
1: (laughs) Adam Feldman
0: gets it. Uh, He Mm. gave a four-star review in Time Out New York and said, quote, In this self-described histo remix, members of the long-suffering sextet spin their pain into bops. The queens sing their heads off and the audience loses its mind. That may be for the best, because Six is not a show that bears too much thinking about. Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss wrote it when they were still students at Cambridge University, and it has the feel of a very entertaining senior showcase. Its 80 minutes are stuffed with clever turns of rhyme and catchy pastiche melodies that let mega-voiced singers toss off impressive, quotes, uh, riffs to ruffle your roughs. The show's own riffs on history are educational, too, like a cheeky new British edition of Schoolhouse Rock. If Mm. all if all these hors d'oeuvres don't quite add up to a meal, they are undeniably tasty. I think that, yeah, that is a very um, apropos and accurate review uh, of this show. And I think if you read that and you still feel like you want to see it, you'll love it. Mm. All right. So two real quick feel good recommendations. The first Comes from a karaoke bar in Colorado, believe it or not, because uh, of course, um, because Caitlin Kennan and Mm. Izzy McCullough, amongst other Broadway folks, traveled to Colorado to celebrate the wedding of Joshua Andrew Franklin and John Wolfe. And the night out before took a lot of them to a karaoke bar called Icon and Mm. Caitlin and Isabella um of course, decided to sing "I Just Want to Dance with You" because Ugh. they had that on the karaoke track at the bar. Oh
1: my God, I love so that. So
0: they recreated it, and Caitlin posted it on her Instagram. So we have that video in the show notes. And then on Friday night on PBS, um, they aired the Kennedy Center's 50th anniversary concert or celebration concert, which was hosted by Audre McDonald, also featured appearances. Um, by Broadway's Darren Chris, Joshua Henry, uh, Kelly O'Hara, Tony Yazbeck, Um, and, uh, the thing that I really wanted to do, talk to you about, Ashley, is the original cast of David Henry Wong and Janine Tesori's Soft Power. Yes. So I have it on my DVR. I have not watched it, um, yet, uh, but I tape, I think this was mm-hmm. in the, uh, uh the, the stuff that i have set to record what the great performances uh slot so i tape that every week but tons of great stuff in there looking forward to seeing it also ben folds five performed common oh, renee fleming yeah. um you know really really cool stuff so i'm excited to sit down and watch that and our love for soft power is very well documented on
1: this oh, show extremely so
0: all right ashley that is all that we have for today thank you so much for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at Broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley do you want people to find you
1: never find me uh i mean i'm i'm like half back on social media i mean probably not i mean i popped in on sunday to check up on some stuff but i mean for the rare occasions that i am on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley
0: monday Our review roundtable of everybody's talking about Jamie, which I really, really enjoyed, even though Mm -hmm. it was kind of boring at times. Um, So check that out in uh, our Patreon feed. And Ashley, you and I will be back to talk to everybody tomorrow.